When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Tuesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, dude. The 90s call. With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hey, Dude, The 90s Called. I am Christine. I think we're on a first name basis now, don't you? <laughs> I'm here with my co-host. I'm David Lasher. Oh, he's going to go. You're going to go with two names. Good. All right. Oh, sorry. I, no, I'm David. I'm, yeah, you you're should... going to keep it formal. No, we can keep it formal. <laughs> we can keep it loose. Let's let's see how it goes. I could use my middle name, too. <laughs> um, and we have a really exciting episode today. If you if you've clicked on it, you already know who it's going to be. And and by the way. It's Jason Priestley, which, you know, if you've already unless you blindly hit buttons and don't know who you're, who you're, what guests you're getting. But I did notice after our, um, after we, we invited our, our, our listeners to, to throw out suggestions, I saw that someone put Jason Priestley as a suggestion. So ask and you shall receive. I'm not surprised. Honestly, I, I was there with them in the middle of that, uh, 1993, where the show exploded and uh, like i don't think in in our lifetimes we've seen that type of uh fame explode in that way maybe some musicians but i would say friends would be the other yeah yeah like it like when you look at it as in you know what i mean the next iteration of that um but uh, no question that was like explosive christine i did the show in, in the summer um I I forget ninety three or ninety four, and I I remember being uh, seeing them on the cover of Rolling Stone like a month later, 
And and wow. I was like, what the heck is going on here? And it was like, you know, when you had to, it was like appointment TV, right? You had to tune in on the night. And I, you know, you and I have both worked on so many projects. I've never worked on anything where I was that recognizable that quickly. And I can't imagine what Jason's life was like for those uh, number of years. Oh, my gosh. I know we're going to have to ask all, all of these juicy questions because those are like understanding what how your life changes on a dime. Um, and I also remember, you know, you you obviously auditioned and and, and were cast in the show. I auditioned and was not cast in the show. So I, it was it was always oh, the show that shit. everyone wanted to be on. I didn't audition for the for the series. It was just to come on as a new character. So I don't remember auditioning for it as a pilot or or any of that. But I did. I do remember um, it was like a really coveted new character that was coming on who had to sing. And, you know, everyone had to sing Janis Joplin. Oh, and, who, you wait, know, who, who got the role? Christine Elise got the role. Oh, Another and, Christine. I, and I think that was Jason's girlffriend, right? Yeah. For a while. I mean, yeah. again, yes. sliding doors. What might have happened? But I didn't even get close. Um, I, <laughs> in fact, I'll go so far as to say I think I was so nervous. It was a horrendous audition. No, um, no, you did not give oh. a horrendous. You, you, you couldn't <laughs> oh, yeah. possibly give a now, horrendous. One, one day we'll have an episode where we talk about like the worst auditions yeah. we can remember because there are some really cringy ones. And I want to start asking our guests a little bit more about because we're talking to so many successful people. And I know we talked about it with Ben a little bit of like, what were the what were the failure moments? I right. love to hear those moments of like, what did you totally tank? <laughs> what didn't you get that you wanted? Because, you know, we're all human. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking about the impact that show made and um, the the uh, the cultural, pop cultural phenomenon that it was like, you you know, one wanted to miss it. That opening the opening credits that everybody the song <laughs> exactly. uh, clap, clap. Oh, and that's a perfect intro to Jason Priestley, who has just arrived. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Jason right. Priestley. Guys, we have Jason Priestley on our podcast. Like, what are we doing right that this is happening? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you got it, guys. My pleasure. How are you, David? Uh, it's good to see you, bro. Really, it's been so long. Yeah, yeah it's good to see you too, man. It's definitely been a minute. <laughs> we need. I need to hear all about this. <laughs> oh yeah, we had good times. Are you are you in yeah, Nashville? Did I see? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in Nashville, Tennessee now. So uh, we had uh, my one of my best friends, Melissa Joan Hart, on the other the other day, and yeah. she lives in Nashville. She's raising her three kids there, and I don't know. Do yeah. you guys ever hang out? Do you do you see her? Uh, dude, uh, she literally lives right down the road from me. We live on the <laughs> same street. Stop. No. <laughs> Unreal. <Yeah. laughs> I see her and her husband all the time. Oh, that's um, the best. We, yeah, it is. It is. It's super cool. Actually, I saw her um, this weekend, too. We were all, it was a big 90s con in Hartford. And it was like, uh, you know, the cast of Saved by the Bell and the cast of 90210 and the cast of, of Melissa's show. You know, it was, it was really, it was... Um, it was pretty funny, man. It was it was really fun to see a lot of uh, a lot of people, you know, and a lot of people I knew from back in the '90s, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, kicking around LA and a lot, and I'm sure a lot of people you knew too, um, that we all kind of came up together. It was really, uh, it was a lot of fun to see a lot of those people again. Like taking a time machine back there and everybody's together again. How was it so much fun? It was, it was super fun. You know, I saw a lot of people I hadn't seen, you know, like Dave Coulier was there. And, <laughs> you know, I hadn't seen Cooler in years, right? We used to play hockey together and uh, so it was really fun to see him and, you know, you know, Alisa Donovan was there and I hadn't seen Alisa in probably 10 years, you know, so it was it was super fun to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. It looked like fun. I saw a lot of the social media stuff on that. It's Christine, we should have definitely done an episode. I think they that. must have forgotten our invitation. Uh, no, I think David. it was it, we we start, <laughs> we only started this uh, recently, so I think it yes. was too late. But we're uh, very yeah. new. We're very new. Jay, man. Yeah, what uh, what what was the genesis of this? How did you guys uh, come up with this, and when did you start doing? Dude, this? it was Jenny and Tori. For for me, oh yeah. really? <laughs> they invited me on their show. You know, they have that nine hundred two one OMG podcast with yeah. iHeart, and uh, yeah. so I went on to recap uh, the first episode I did during that the the summer craziness. And, um, yeah. and then there was another week where Tori had to be out. So they asked me to, uh, co-host with Jenny and I became, you know, it, it was great to catch up with them, but I became friends with their producer, Amy Sugarman. And we, we talked about yeah. doing a look back on a decade rather than a single show. And, but, but yeah, right. working with, uh, Jenny and Tori on their show is how this came to be. Wow. Oh, that's cool. So, so you sort of became, um, you sort of became the Mark Consuelos to, uh, to Jenny's, um, yeah. Kelly. I guess so. <laughs> I'm piggybacking on them and they're and doing then, Yes. A, a then you got job. your own and then I became your Mark Consuelos, right? To, right, to, right, to right, David, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Jason, of, yeah. By the way, Amy Sugarman said, we, we we can only sell the show if you get Christine Taylor. <laughs> We've told this story uh -huh. a million times, but I blew up her phone after like years of not speaking to her. And I said, we, we can sell a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> why, not? Why, why weren't you guys? Why weren't you guys speaking? What happened? Tell me that story. Things were actually we were on good terms at that point because well, we had re, we had come back together. Oh. There, there was a period of time after we had worked together as teenagers which, which I, right. I, you know, I look forward to hearing your stories about when you guys ended and where things went, because when you're working so closely together and David and I dated, we were like each other, like I was your first love, David. David was like my second yes. boyfriend. And we, it ended very um, <laughs> sadly and with some heartbreak and bitterness. So we did, we did, <laughs> we did separate for a while and then came back together when our show, this little cable show on Nickelodeon, Hey Dude. Uh, had a reunion in 2014. So we did reconnect. We just hadn't really talked like we had stayed in touch a little bit, but, um, you know, on group chats and stuff. But we were, we were on good terms at that point. Nice. Jay, do you do you keep in <laughs> touch with your castmates from 902 and I do. I do. I mean, I, you know, I, I keep in touch with um, I keep in touch with, you know, with Ian and Brian and um, uh, and I'm in touch with Jenny and Tori, you know, and as much as much as uh, as much as I can, you know, we all, uh, uh, you know, and, and I'm in, you know, I, I keep in touch with Tiffany, you know, and, you know, uh, 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 you know, we, and, and it's all really awesome when when we see each other, 
you know, we're all, you know, we're all super busy and we're all, yep. you know, we all live all sure. over the place. Families, and, everyone you know, has families, everyone's doing yeah, their lives. Like, yeah. Life and family and careers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we did, we, you know, we, we all, when, when we do get together, we all, you know, we're, you know, we're like a, we're like a big yep. family who, you know, spend, spend a lot of time together and have a lot of history and, and we, and we pick up right where we, right where we so left off, like no right. time has passed. Even if we haven't seen each other in years, we pick right up and are like, you know, it's, it's like, no right. time you know, passed, each other right? in a Just way you know, that, 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 that's like a deeper, uh, like someone that you went to college with or somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We all, we all have a very deep connection and a very, and a very deep knowledge of, of each other and a, and a very, and a very, a very, a, a great shorthand with each other. Right. And it's uh, and it's always super fun, and we always have a great time. Like we had a great time this weekend, man. We were all laughing and having fun, and there, and there's so many inside jokes with us all too, right? I feel I feel bad for people who are new to this situation because <laughs> it takes them a while to catch up, right? <laughs> but it, you know, but it's uh, you know, and 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 that's really good. You know, I'm glad I'm glad that we've, that we've all been able to to stay um, to stay as close as we have. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. I want to hear just sort of the beginning because I feel like, um, you know, it always sounds like it's an overnight instant, <laughs> overnight success, right, Jason? But were right. you sort of, um, had you been out and auditioning and kind of going from job to job prior to that? Me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it only took me 10 years to become an overnight success, right? Right. <laughs> I'm no different than anybody else. I, uh, I moved to, I moved to LA to, you know, to chase my, uh, my dreams of, uh, of making it in Hollywood, you know, in the mid eighties. And I, uh, you know, and I kicked around town like everybody else and, uh, you know, made, you know, movie here, movie there, failed TV series on NBC, you know, <laughs> did, did yeah. you know, was making the rounds like everybody else. And, um, uh, when my when my show was getting canceled on NBC, I, I I was the last guy in town to go in and read for the role of Brandon Walsh because I was on a show, and the, and it was you know and I was unavailable until all of a sudden I was available because my show was obviously going down in flames, um, which was a show called Sister Kate that Stephanie Beecham was the was the star of and. Um, and that show was obviously not coming back. And, and my agent, um, uh, you know, was able, was able to get me in the door and, and literally Aaron had seen Aaron Spelling had seen every other young actor in town for the role of Brandon Walsh. And I, I think I was, you know, the last guy or the second, to last guy to go in and, and read for the part. And, um, and that was on a Thursday and on Friday I went to Fox, uh, to, to do my network reading on Sunday, we did a table reading at Aaron's house. And on Monday, uh, I started shooting the pilot. Like it was, it was the, like they were down to the wire. They needed to find their guy. Wow. They didn't have, you know, I was, I was, there was, I, I think maybe I was the, just the best available for the money. <laughs> but you, you surely didn't see what was coming. Now. I mean, oh, for, let me tell you, Aaron Spelling, Christine, so you know, Aaron Spelling is like a family guy. And my experience with him, was that that uh, I did a show called Jack of Hearts uh, for Aaron Spelling oh, yeah. in, in Las Vegas. And we did like half a season. It got canceled. He immediately brought me in 
to play this role on 90210, which was right at the time, uh, I didn't even know, but controversial uh, and maybe a, a gay character before that was being depicted on shows mm-hmm. like that. And then after that, he, he called a producer named Carla Singer and said, you got to give this kid this movie. He got me a movie. He tried to set me up with Tori. I mean, oh, he, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he he was like if he liked you, right? Jason yeah. Aaron Spelling yeah. was your was your was your guardian angel. Your champion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was. He was he was super loyal. Uh he was a lovely lovely big-hearted guy. Yeah. Um but he also, you know, he was you know, he was also tough as nails, you know? And and when he felt like he felt like he'd been betrayed, he got super hurt. Right. And he was uh, he was super sensitive that Wait, way. Did, too. You how did, was... did you betray him? No, 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 I didn't. But, you know, there's all those like legendary stories of, oh, you know, yeah, you know the, the guy who played Link on the mod squad who went in there, you know, demanding more money. And and Aaron, like, picked up the phone and said, hey, you remember that show I was thinking about canceling? Cancel it. I got the phone and said, oh, yeah. Look, you don't hey, become you, you. You don't work here anymore. Get out of my office. <laughs> you know, there's all those great. Right. Uh, legendary legendary stories. stories about Aaron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a brilliant business he was a brilliant businessman uh, but a great he, friend as well um yes he was 100 uh, percent. i i loved loved him dearly and he did uh he did so much he did so much for for your career did so much for my career i was in, 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 indebted to him uh, for the rest of my life yeah i remember that time though i i mean just as someone who who would audition for all of the aaron spelling shows and never get cast <laughs> Oh yeah, Christine's got some resentment. resentment. No, I do not have resentment. I admittedly probably, I mean, those jobs were the most sought after the shows. I mean, because they were mostly long running shows and they were getting, you know, huge ratings and viewers. I mean, and and it was a, it was um, its own sort of institution. And it was sort of like, if you could get on one of those shows, my God. So I feel like those were the most coveted, as I can recall. And I remember going to the various places when I auditioned for 90210. I think I remember the Aaron Spelling office offices. On on Wilshire Boulevard, on the top floor there with the deep shed carpeting and everything. Oh, yeah. It was super lush, super cozy. um, Intimidating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so intimidating. And you really felt like, OK, I'm getting somewhere. This is like my career. This is happening. And then you I I wouldn't get the job. You it was guys, like, it, it was, was like the Charlie's story. Angels office. Yeah. Yep. So so you probably, Christine, you probably read for like you read and you also you not even for 90210. You probably read for Melrose Place and for Models Inc. and for yep. Savannah <laughs> and for like nurses like all of them right yeah sign me up i'll put my name down on the sign in sheet and not get cast (laughs) i think 90210 i i auditioned for the the part that ultimately went to christina lease but every girl in hollywood was going in going in and singing a janice joplin song and it was like we were out in the valley where you guys you know wherever the casting offices were and it was mobs like the lineup of this and you would just see every person's <laughs> name that you've auditioned against for the last like three years oh, yeah. um oh, yeah. but no and i think i totally tanked it i mean the minute they throw you gotta sing also and i can <laughs> sort of carry a tune but but that puts a level of nerves into the situation right. that might not otherwise be there um, all, of a sudden you're, all of a sudden you're singing mercedes-benz and there's people in the parking lot that actually have an acoustic guitar and you're like oh come on no really? that's exactly right i was you like you could this have is told my- me about this 
<laughs> so I'm cringing at myself already that oh, I thought I was God. edgy by putting on a jean jacket for the <laughs> for the thing. That was my version of, of edge um, back in That's the 90s. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Jason, you guys filmed at you had probably the most you had the most glamorous show in the world at the time. And you filmed yeah. at this studio that I, I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't the <laughs> Warner Brothers lot. It wasn't the Paramount lot. No. It was like a warehouses deep yeah. out in the valley, right? Wasn't it like yeah. Van Ness or something? Van Ness. <laughs> yeah. or it was like a peach pit is in a fucking drive-through, <laughs> a, a, you know, like a, a hangar. Yeah, it was. We, we were in these converted warehouses deep, deep, deep in Van Nuys, California. Um, we always joked that we were like in porn, porn star <laughs> yes, capital. It did, it like, did feel like, like that. Like, like that's where they shoot all the porn movies, right? It was, <laughs> and right, right next, right next door to our warehouse was another where this was back in the day when all you know, pornography came on VHS tapes, and it was, it was a porno duplication warehouse where there was just like 10,000 VHS machines that were, that were making porno churning like, them out, churning them out, churn, churning them out all, all day and all night. And um, like, that's, that's the kind of place where our studio was like, it was uh, all class all the time. The glamor of show business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the show blew up so fast. I remember doing the, I did the first episode on the beach and then yeah. qu quickly after you were on the yeah. cover of Rolling Stone magazine, and I was like, "What?" And we'll 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 talk about Luke, but he was one of my first friends in L.A. And I remember how welcoming you and he and and Jenny, everyone on that set, you guys had this magic around you, but you were so welcoming to people that came uh, to support your cast. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And and I I was like, "What is going on here? Like this, it, it doesn't happen anymore." Uh, but you were, I, I don't what was life like at that time? Because I can't imagine how you left your house. Well, it was, I mean, look, the, the reason we were um, as, uh, as, as welcoming to our guest cast and, and recurring characters like you were um, was, you know, Luke and me and uh, Ian and, you know, Jenny, even, you know, we'd all spent enough time kicking around in uh, kicking around in Hollywood. And certainly for me, I'd, I'd done enough work back in Canada where I was from. I'd spent enough years guesting on other people's sets. And I and I right. uh, I'd been I'd been treated I'd been treated well by by the, you know, number one, number two on the call sheet. And I'd been treated badly mm -hmm. by number one and two on the yep. call sheet. And so I. I knew what kind of a set I wanted uh, our set to be like. And so I really went out of my way uh, to make sure that everybody um, uh, was happy on our set and, and felt welcome and that, and knew that we, you know, whatever, you know, Hey man, whatever you need, let us know, you know, we got, we got, we got a guy to get you whatever you need. Right. Um, and we, I just wanted to make sure that, that our, that our place of work was, uh, was, a, was a positive place of work. Because God knows, you know, although people think that, uh, you know, the entertainment business is nothing but, you know, champagne and 
and, you know, working for four hours and then going home and taking off your tuxedo. It's not right. <laughs> like we, sh- we show up to work before the sun comes up and you know, you, you're, you're basically, you know, hustling to get your last shot before the sun goes down and then you fight the traffic to try to get back home. And, and then you got two hours of homework yeah. to do before you, before and you turn, get up in the morning yeah, and turn it right and around do it again. Right. Um, so I, so, so I just worked really hard to make sure that our, that our set was a, was a happy set where everybody had a good time at work and, you know, we, we worked hard, but we, you know, I wanted to make sure we had a lot of laughs too. And, and it was, it was a positive place. And, and, you know, and Luke was on board with that and Ian was on board with that and Jenny and Tori and everybody got on board. Right. And so that was, and, and even Shannon, right. Like everybody got on board with that. And we all had a good time at work. And that was that. And I think, and I think that that came across when people watched the show, they knew that we were all, we were all having a good time. It was, it was a very happy, safe, welcoming place to work. But what, what was your life like at the height of it? Like if you could, if you could recall, uh, you know, the height of 90210, I don't know, aside from maybe a few musicians and you had a partner in crime too. I mean, you and Luke together, yeah. It's a very unique situation. You have you have a, a best friend to go through it with, but yeah. what what was life like? Like, how did you go to a restaurant? How did you like? How did you go through the world being as famous as you were? Yeah, it was it was it was challenging for a few years there. You know that that sort of fame is uh, is difficult to navigate, um, and you just sort of have to you know you just kind of have to choose your moments, and you end up just staying home. A lot is what I found. <laughs> that kind of worked the best. Um, I'm just going but, to isolate. <laughs> yeah, and you, and and you just yeah. kind of do that, right? Uh, and you know, and luckily, you know, it's it's the fur-lined handcuffs, right? Because because you know, yes, some of your freedoms get stripped away from you, but you know, you you're very well compensated for that. So you know, you kind of take the good with the bad, and um, you just you just sort of you just sort of have to uh, adjust your lifestyle. A little bit and understand that you know maybe jumbo's clown room is off the table for a while right and, <laughs> and no chuck e cheese for you <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you just and you and you just adjust your lifestyle right because uh, you know like everything in life you know that sort of fame is is very cyclical right like it the, doesn't you know, happen the- anymore i don't think it, it uh, maybe some of these youtube people are tiktokers but i there's no there's no TV actors or even film actors that ha- had that sort of uh, recognizability that you have now that are coming up. I can name anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, no, it's uh, I, I don't I don't think well, because appointment television like that, it doesn't really happen right. yep. much anymore. You know, I mean, I mean it's, it's sort of maybe starting to come back the way that. You know, like HBO Max only re- only re- releases the, the you know the new episode of The Last of Us on Friday night, so everybody watches it on a Friday night. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's starting to come back, um, which is which is kind of cool, you know, because it it sort of brings back that you know the water cooler show, and you know every everybody I think sort of sort of likes that. But I, but you know for a long time those sort of those sort of appointment television shows went away, like an hour television series you're working what nine months out of the year uh, you know five days yeah. a week 14 16 hour days i mean you know someone we had a guest on who said those were the days where you would work those many hours that many days in a row um and so i would imagine you were completely sort of under this you know bubble of of work nonstop for for year after year after year right 
Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and, and, and it was fine. So you, so, so you're also sort of uh, insulated from, from the madness of, of the outside world, which. Right. Cause you're working think, all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's sort of that work. And I, you know, and I was also like, you know, I was, I was also directing episodes and, you know, then became a producer on the show. And so that would eat up a bunch of my time. Like I really, you know, immersed myself in the, in the experience of, of that show. Was that your first stint at directing? Was yes. Just, that's yes. so cool. I mean, you hear that with the actors yes. who are on long running TV series that you get that opportunity and people jump at it. How was that? And how did yeah. you, did you love it? It, yeah, very much so. I mean, Aaron, uh, Aaron gave me uh, one episode to direct at the end of the third season of the show. Um, he handed me the keys to his Ferrari when I was 23 years old. Wow. Uh, and luckily, uh, I brought it back without a scratch on it. And so wow. he gave me two episodes to direct the next year. Um, he gave me three episodes a year after that. And then he started, he gave me five episodes a year to direct. He was like, Fine, kid. You want to work this hard? Here you go. Start working hard. Uh, and so I was, yeah. So I was super busy, for the, you know, for the next couple of years. Um, uh, but it was, you know, it was a great. It was my opportunity to go to film school, uh, and so I, I took advantage of it. And it was really, uh, it was really a lot of fun. And and I, you know, and, and sort of when I, I I've gone back and I, I've looked at some of those. Uh, episodes because I've you know done some other you know done some other podcasts and we were talking about those episodes and they were you know we we did a lot of things on on that show that even at that time like you know we tried to do a lot of things and 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 tell bigger stories that had that had bigger themes that you know and and and, and we tried to do some things that were kind of um, more cinematic than just sort of you know standard television. You know, you know, the master over, over, close up, close up, master over, you know, walk the people in, stand them there, you know, park and bark, you know, we'll do a little coverage. You know, we tried <laughs> to do some things that were a little more visually interesting. I was proud of some of the, some of the artistic choices that we made on, uh, on some of those episodes. Yeah. There were some serious uh, issues on that show. I mean, just, just my three episodes alone, I, I was a character that thinks he's gay, uh, which at the time was uh, not being done. And no. then, and then we were doing uh, steroids uh, on the football team. Right, right. And then, that's and right. Then, <laughs> and then, and then the next one. Wait, hold on. The next one was uh, like sort of a race thing because I just went over this with Jenny and Tori like a few months ago, uh, where where Beverly High was in sort of like a adversarial thing with the other football team from a downtown school, and they invited them to the dance, and you had like almost like a oh, race. That's right. Uh, That's right. Look, the the show definitely went there, man. Right? It 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 pushed the envelope, and I I give I give all you guys credit for that because it was not easy at that time. That you know, nine we talk about the nineties being very fun and and innocent, but you guys used your platform to uh, to tackle some some serious issues. Yeah, we did. We tried. You know, racism was sort of a theme that we that we that we tried to tackle a few times. There were some episodes later on in the show that we, where we tried to tackle racism too. And, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously something that's been uh, an issue in this country for a long time and, and something that's, you know, that's still being wrestled with a lot in this country. Right. And, and, and I, 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 you know, I think that, you know, Chuck Rosen and Larry Mullen and uh, all of those guys that were our executive producers and writers back then, it's, uh, it was a, 
it was it was a topic that that they uh, that they wanted to uh, try to address uh, a number of times, and I think that they were right to do so. Yeah, you guys had great writers, really great yeah, we did, writers. Definitely, yep. Jason. Did you find that as the as the show went on and and you got to direct more and became a producer on it that you uh, as a cast were more involved in storylines and writing and what you what you wanted your characters to do and and how you wanted them to be or evolve because you know with a long running show it, you know I would imagine you get so personally invested in what you know the stakes get hot you're like this I, this person is me in a way right well there were, well we would you know we would have we would have meetings with the writers sort of at the end of every season to talk about and the writers would ask, you know, is there anything that is there anything that you want to do next season? Is is there are there any issues that you want to have your wow. character deal with really? next season? Like, you know, yeah, like they would they would ask for our for our input. Like, if, are there any sort of you know, like like you know, you're a young person today. Like, what do you what do you what are you seeing as the as the hot button topics? Right. And you know, is there anything you know, are there any worlds that you want to see your character delve into? Which I thought was. Uh, which I thought was 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 very smart of them, and 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 I think you're right. You know, like the you know there there is a you know you are you are playing a character, and, and when you are doing it for so long on a show like that, there are certain things about that character that you get much closer to the, the character of Brandon was uh, was a, he was a lot more. <laughs> good than i ever was <laughs> i was gonna say was he like a like a like a like a stepbrother of yours or a distant relative <laughs> he, was, he was a moral compass right of Let's the show just say jason had he a darker was. side right he was he was the much better version of me I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was in there somewhere <laughs> oh my god yeah, no, I was just going to say that I think uh, Jason and 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 Luke as well, you had the leading man good looks, which could, you know, completely limit you. But you had this vulnerability, both of you, and, and a relatability that went along with it that you just don't see very often. I think um, that's why I uh, admired your work uh, so much. You had these qualities that that, that counteract each other, but they blend together like in a, I, I don't want to name any other actors, but it was uh, it was like a magical uh, combination of talent and, you know, and leading man good looks at the same time, which not everybody has. Yeah. With oh, an accessibility thanks. like, you know, right. that it also felt like, oh, we we could be friends with with right. these people. Right. Like yep. they're not right. that intimate. Like. <laughs> They're gorgeous, but yet right. we could hang with them. He right? looks like James Dean, but I <laughs> think I could hang with him on a Saturday night. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're very kind. Dude, I, got, I, I, I can't end this without talking about how devastating the passing of Luke was for me. And I thought about right. you so deeply, man. It, like, yeah. it was such a freaking shock. I can't imagine how it affected you, but... I mean, he was one of the sweetest, kindest. I, he was literally one of my first friends in LA. And I don't know, man, I, I, I don't like to get negative, but I'm so sorry for your loss. Of no, that, buddy, of, yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss too. I know that you guys were, were really good friends as well. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough, man. Luke and I were, I mean, Luke and I obviously were really good friends, you know, when we were working on the show together, we were really good friends outside of that too. Like, uh, you know, he lived oh, know. three blocks, three blocks away from me. And 
in Los Angeles. And he would, he would just ride his bike over to my house and like, you know, <laughs> ring the doorbell. And I'd be like, who's here? And I'd open the door and it would be Luke, man. He'd be like, Hey dude, what's up? You know, <laughs> he just like drop by, you know, it was super fun. And, you know, and we, and we worked together, a, 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 you know, a number of times outside of the show too. And we, um, you know, we, we really, uh, we really enjoyed all the years that we had together. Unfortunately, you know, that, that got cut short. Um, uh, and, it's, uh, you know, it's a bit bittersweet, uh, every March when we, when we go by the, 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 the anniversary of his passing. You know, he was seriously one of the greatest guys and, uh, and he was doing so amazing too, not only with his family and as a dad, but on Riverdale and I, I I was you know th these things happen now at, at our age where it just it just rocks you to the core you know yeah I think yeah. that made an impact on on everyone people you know only but for like people like us and our family who only knew him from watching him and and you know um just that that loss and how precious it all is right yeah you you, you never know right it's uh it was it was a real uh, freak thing that happened with him and. You know, I just uh, it was a, it was a good reminder to um, to spend time with the people you love and never never take any of it for granted, right? If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Talk about Tombstone, man. Yeah, that, yeah. What, when did you do that? When did, like, between what seasons? Uh, I think that was between, uh, was that between two and three? Two and three, so fairly early on, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty early on, yeah. Um, and I mean that. I mean that movie was that was that was awesome. We I had mean, so much fun on that movie, and isn't that was, like every actor's dream to be? I mean, Ben and I just showed our. I, I admittedly, I had for some reason had missed it. There's a lot of movies I missed somewhere along the line, but during the pandemic, we came back. We started watching everything and showing showing a lot to our teenage son. And we, you know, Ben is like a Western upset, like love. He's like, we got to watch Tombstone. We got, and it looked like that cast, all of you got like, how incredible was that? Was that just like dream job to get to play those characters and play together? Cause yeah. what an incredible cast. Oh yeah. No, it was, it was unbelievable. And I mean, I, I used to look at the call sheet every day when I was going into work and, you know, the first 15 names on the call sheet were all, you know, A or B list actors, right? right? I'd be like, how can this be that I'm going to work with all these guys? And it was, you know, it was so much fun. And, you know, we were all just playing poker and drinking whiskey all day. You're right. And, you really know, getting everything. to play dress and, up, putting on the hats and the dusters. Man, it was so and so cool. We had the best time. <laughs> And I mean, I, you know, but also it was, you know, it was 125 degrees and we were in, we were in Tucson all wearing, you know, felt, felt hats and wool suits. And, you know, so we, we, you know, we, we did work very hard, but we all um, had a great time and uh, definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed ourselves. And he was in Tucson in 1993, right after we left, Christine. 
Right. We did. That's where we shot our series. So we know oh, really? that heat. We know that oh my, heat. We spent oh my, yes. a lot of years in Tucson. <laughs> brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, we were, you know, old Tucson studios and, you know, all those places down there. And, you know, we were we went as far out as you know, Patagonia. We shot a bunch of stuff out there. And um, But the thing I remember most about that movie, oddly enough, was my horse. My horse was named Little Joe, and uh, he was a super cool little paint Stop. that I rode. And, and I spent and I spent a ton of time just out with the horse wranglers, um, just riding my horse because I had you know I'd, I'd work for four days and then I'd have three days off and then I'd work for three days and then have four days off and I would just all my days off I would just be out with the wranglers riding all day and I you know riding oh, out I'd riding around down there in those in those beautiful hills and up on the mesas and stuff and it was so cool and it's where I really learned how to ride a horse. Yeah, you don't get those lessons from a just horseback riding lessons. Like you getting in no. there with the Wranglers where you're out in the wild and just getting yeah. to run free. You're not having to do circles or laps or, oh, man, that yeah, right. must have been amazing. <laughs> no, it's not like going for a trail ride up in, uh, you know, up in Griffin Park. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> no, we're with you, man. We did the same thing, right? You know, we, we had our Wranglers show us how to ride horses and... Uh, those sunsets and those hills, yeah. those bumps on the roads. And it was yeah. just, it's a beautiful town. Yo, so you guys, beautiful. you guys work together. Let's talk about that. Calendar well, <laughs> girl. Jason probably doesn't even know I'm in that movie because we didn't <laughs> work together. We didn't work was, together, Jason. I was about to say, Christine, you were in Calendar Girl? I am in Calendar Girl. At the very end of the movie, I did audition for it for the we had Jerry O'Connell on, you know, a few weeks ago. But um, yeah. and I did audition for the role of his girlfriend in it and, and got right. pretty far down the line. And then my consolation, I didn't get that, but I got a consolation prize of a yeah. character at the end named Melissa Smock, who squeezes into a telephone booth. Dressed in a Marilyn Monroe wig. I had no idea what I said. I had no idea. Because also when I auditioned, I said this to Jerry. They don't a lot of times give you, if you're auditioning for a smaller part, the full script. They just right. <laughs> give you the 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 scenes that you'll be auditioning with. So I had right. no context, really, of what the movie was at all. <laughs> My scene was with Gabe Olds and, um, and a lot of extras piling into a, a telephone booth, which... Oh. Um, yeah, right. it's sort of like the when, last when, scene in the movie. He, when he's at college at the end and he's yes. talking about... Right, yes, yeah. and he sees a Marilyn, you know, lookalike from the back. Yeah. So that was my, as close as I got to working with Jason Priestley, that I was um, <laughs> on a I was on a call sheet where your name was on there, but it, you were not working that day. You were, uh, you were, you were, you my were, notes, my notes say Christine worked with Jason Priestley on Calendar yes, Girl. It's, I oh don't, I don't sell it that way, David. I swear. I don't say I worked to Jason. I say hey, I had a tiny part somewhere, in a, Christine. <laughs> I had a tiny part in a Jason Priestley movie. Um, that, that was the movie though. Everyone read for like we, we, we had, um, we had the white squall cast on all my castmates from white squall. And and yeah. Calendar Girl was one of those movies that everybody read for. I mean, I I know uh, I read for it. It was like one of those yeah. coveted uh, movies. Um, amazing, great movie for you. Was it a good experience? Yeah, it, it was. Man, we had a really good time uh, shooting that film. Jerry and I are still friends. Uh, oh, he's the best. You know, we, he is. Uh, he is, man. Jerry, Jerry is the best. I I really love that guy. Um, but yeah, we had a good time making that movie. Uh, you know, we all uh, we all learned how to do a great Penny Marshall uh, impression. impression. 
Um, wow, and, wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can I get a plate of bacon, please? You know, she's um, oh, she gosh. was she was she was a, she was a wonderful character and a, uh, and and you know, super super fun to be around. You know, she was a great rack on tour. She would just tell stories about Laverne and Shirley, and you know, tell stories about Robert De Niro on Awakenings. You know, and you know, she she loved to tell stories. And hold up production, telling stories. Oh, that's so and, funny! Um, and so you know, funny. And our director John Weitzel was a was a wonderful guy, and uh, you know, Joey Pants was you know played my Joey uncle. Pants. You know, was, you the know, best. It was great, man. <laughs> yeah, I love Joey Pants. I'm still friends with Pants. You know, yep. like you know, so you know that that uh, that movie is a movie that still pays dividends in my life, which I'm very nice. happy about. I think yeah. that was the takeaway that during your 90210 hiatus, is you had to go off and do period pieces. Only you know, I just try, I try to find projects to do in my, in my hiatuses that were, that were just different and, and would then, and would allow me to do something other than play Brandon walls, you know? Yep. Um, Cause I was trying to just, um, I was just trying to trying to do something different uh, in my hiatus. Well, um, and what a gift to, um, you know, it's this is something Ben talks about a lot. Like I, I, I brought it up to David before you came on too when I talked about my 90210 audition, which I'm sure was a horrendous, like one of those you never <laughs> want to think about it once you leave. It's so embarrassing. Um, but I bet the the gift that sort of comes with success in that way is that you don't I mean, and I'm not saying it's a it's a good thing or a bad thing, but you don't have to necessarily audition for everything that comes after that. Maybe there are things you're going to fight for that you want to audition for, but mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of opportunities where they just having you and, you know, that collaboration. So I feel like, you know, because we all talk about Ben's Ben was the first to say it. He was like. I was the worst auditioner. So like the, like you talked about, Jason, like the overnight success. I mean, Ben went through a lot of of uh, b- big jobs he had auditioned for that. Didn't, oh, Christine, didn't who get... else did Ben say was the worst auditioner? Who? Owen, Owen Wilson. Oh, Owen. Owen. <laughs> yes, and exactly. and Judd, a- Judd Apatow said, you have to hire this guy. And, and right. Ben said he just blew the audition. Yeah. So I think there is something, you know, that is a very difficult art form to master the it art is. of auditioning and how great that you got to be given those opportunities, you know, to be able to do something a little different. Yeah. No, 100 percent. I, t- I totally agree with that. I mean, obviously. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, the show and the success of uh, 90210 opened, uh, opened a ton of doors for me and continues to open doors for me in my life. It, you know, it was, you know, that show and being on that show was uh, was a life changing uh, experience, you know, and, and I and I'm appreciative for it every day. That's so great. Jay, uh, ha- yeah. have you continued to direct? Because I I saw a trailer for a documentary about the owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs about how. Ha- Harold Ballard? Did you Harold Ballard, him? yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Tell us I, about that. It looks in, insanely good. Ballard was a very um, controversial uh, uh, character in, in, the world of, uh, in the world of professional sports. Controversial um, how? Know, he, how? Well, controversial because he was, um, you know, he, he, he took ownership of the Toronto Maple Leafs in, uh, in 1972, and he owned the team until 1989. Uh, right before, basically until he died in 1990, um, and he he single handedly destroyed that franchise. Um, you know, he took a team that up until that point had had won 
13 Stanley Cups. And since he took over the team in 1972, they've won zero Stanley Cups. And he, I, listen, he, I'm sorry to interject, but Ben Stiller and I would would argue that this sounds like the Dolan family and the, New York, very the New, New York, York Knicks. But let's keep going. Keep going. Tell us more. It's not. It's not far off. Like it's. He's. He's just. You know. He would. You know, you know, meddling way too much in in the coaches and the general managers and the hiring, the firing of players, and you know, would fire players because you know for super vindictive reasons. And you know, you know, one year the team is you know basically you know one win away from going to the you know from going to the Stanley Cup Finals, and the next year all those players except for one are gone, and he's traded them away just because you know. Uh, you know, one uh, of them said something in the in the press that pissed him off, and so we just oh traded them all away. God. I mean, it's like it's unbelievable. Wow. And then no the, one the, wants the, to then come play for him. No, of course not. And right. he didn't I, want to pay yeah. anybody. It's and, a culture, you know, because he was because he was super cheap, and you know, like he was just he didn't he couldn't get with the time. Like it was anyway. You should watch the documentary. It's really it's really fascinating. And and he also, you know, like he like in the first year that he owned the team. He couldn't, he, you know, when, when he would, you know, they, they would sign players. They would have to go down to the prison where he was serving a, 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 a you know, a, a three-year prison term. They'd have to go down to the prison to sign, <laughs> so he could sign their contract. What? Oh, my <laughs> and he was, God. And he was in prison for stealing money from the hockey team that he owned. <laughs> Okay, we have oh, to watch this wait, documentary. Wait, yeah, this, <laughs> we this, this have to watch this. The story yeah, worth, it's a, worth telling. It's amazing, guys. It's what's amazing. It called, what's it called and where can people watch it's it? Called, yeah. It's called Offside, the Harold Ballard story. You can watch it any, anywhere you can stream, you know, anywhere you want to stream things. You can just just Google, you know, where can I watch Offside, the Harold Ballard story. It'll, awesome. It'll Great. tell you the whole story. It's super It's super fun. It's, you know, it's 90 minutes. If you're, if, if you're not, if you're not a hockey person, it doesn't matter. I, I, you know, I, it's not too inside hockey. It's just a great story. No, about we're, really Christine crazy and I are, we're sports people. We're I mean, sports fans. And, and Do you still play? It. Do you still play hockey, Chase? I, you know what? I, I haven't, I actually haven't laced it up, laced up my skates for a couple of years because I moved to a new town and I don't, I don't have a pickup. You gotta here, find so. your crew. Yeah. I know. I gotta, I gotta find my people here. Melissa's That's, husband doesn't play. <laughs> No, Mark doesn't. He's a football guy. <laughs> yeah, Mark was an Al- Alabama football player. Right. That's right. That's um, right. I'll find I'll find my people here eventually. I want to know I'm, what the uh, secret sauce is for you guys and David. You too, because you've been on multiple shows that have gone multiple seasons, and I <laughs> well, have J- never. I, I mean, our our little show that could on Nickelodeon and you know, in the early nineties, we went multiple seasons. That was where it peaked for me in the television world. <laughs> Wait, I, I am the queen <laughs> of failed pilots. I mean, I can give you um, a, a nice reel of fa- failed pilot after failed pilot. After Christine, failed pilot. you have a movie series that had sequels. How many people have that? I, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying there is something about, you know, you everybody talks about these. And we, David, we had it. We had it on Hey Dude. And similarly to what Jason said, when we all get together, it is like a sort of 30 years later, a, like almost like a P.S., and then this happened and then this happened. like it, it I am so lucky to have that. But I, I, you know, I mean, Jason, I have two words for you and tell me what you think of these two words. Dual yeah. citizenship. 
Do you have dual citizenship, David? No, but you do. And <laughs> yes, I do. It's true. You, Is that the key? Is that well, the key? He can work in Canada as as a as a local. Oh, you Canadians! <laughs> it's a nice thing to have. But tell me, what is that like being Canadian and American? It 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 is a nice thing to have. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's I I mean I I you know I mean it's the same reason I became a director. You know I I feel like you need to have right multiple uh, avenues in which to in which to work. Right. I just I feel like. I feel like there's there's nothing worse than just sitting around waiting for the phone to ring, right? Hallelujah like, uh, to that. Right? Yes. I, yep. I feel like if you can, if you have more avenues to create more opportunities for yourself, the better off you're going to be in this business. So true. yeah, I have a daughter who's uh, our daughter is in, um, you know, uh, studying theater acting, and that's you know what I would say probably back in the day was not part of what the you know, it was taught in those courses. It is right. really now about self-starting. It is about right. being able to create your own shows, write your own work, um, you know, you know, how to get those things seen. Obviously there's, you know, a million ways to get things seen nowadays, but, but, but flipping the script, so to speak for these young right. up and comers where it's sort of like, don't just wait around for someone to call on you, write your own stuff, create your own <laughs> work with your friends right. with. Um, so, yeah, I think that's something that I, I, you know, it's great that you had that foresight, even working on 90210 at the peak of everything where it's, direct, a, it's, right? it's a very easy yeah. time to just sit back and sort of say, oh, this is great. And I'm just going to, but, but to, to go that extra mile and to sort of, you know, have the wherewithal to, to take advantage of that. You know, I mm-hmm. think that's so incredible. Smart. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was. I I just saw a great opportunity uh, in front of me, and so I wanted to make the most of it. Are you going to direct? Uh, do you plan on directing something? Do you have something else uh, you have your eye on? I've got uh, I I've got a couple of uh, I've got a couple of films uh, that I'm that I'm lined up to direct. I'm just waiting for some uh, for some legal clearances. Uh, to come through, but I, they should be coming through soon. But I'm leaving for uh, France in a couple of weeks to go uh, act in a movie over there, awesome. um, which which will be fun. That's that's where I'm going to be this spring, and then uh, and then it looks like I'll, uh, looks like I'm actually going to shoot a mo- I'm acting another movie in California, which I haven't done in a long time. Isn't that I, feel weird? Nobody does it anymore. <laughs> I, I, I know it's like the craziest. <laughs> wait, I, I was like, you just shoot in California? Who does that? <laughs> Right. Um, in Hollywood movies, <laughs> yeah, what? I know, right? Like, what a weird concept. You don't want to shoot in Vancouver and just pretend it's like, <laughs> right. oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a crazy idea to me, but okay. Tax, um, sign tax, me up. tax yeah, I'm actually, I'm like, By the way, I'm, I'm actually going to go to California and shoot a movie. That <laughs> seems odd, but okay. I, I did three movies in Vancouver, and I I became very good friends with your sister Justine. Is is are you guys twins? <laughs> No, we're not. Are you not twins? <laughs> no, okay. we're not. Well, no, I mean, this is a be- belly laugh. <laughs> oh my god! No, oh Christine, god. his sister is uh, from from when we were friends. Was like the coolest, free spirited, like sweetheart of a yeah, girl. She's and, super fun. And, and uh, yeah, I, I stayed at the Sutton Place for months at a time, three different times, and it was like a little Hollywood in Vancouver. You know, you go to the. Yeah. The bar at night, and there's, you know, I don't know, ten different productions there at a time. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's where you're from, right? I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Vancouver. And it's funny you mentioned that because like, you know, I was, I was just there in Vancouver shooting something and I was staying at the sudden place and, I, you know, <laughs> and it was, you know, I'm, I'm walking through there and, you know, there's Mike Cutlets who used to be, you know, who used to work on 90210 with me. Like every time I walked through the lobby, I'd run into somebody else. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it, it's, it's like, you know, it's like actor, actor camp, right? <laughs> Everybody you ever worked with is staying at the Sutton place, right? It's a mini it's, Hollywood there. Yeah. It's sure. it's super fun. Um, so fun. You I do, the you end best, up, to best times there. It is. It's super fun. You always end up, all right, man, I'll meet you in the bar tonight. And, you know, you end up having drinks with your friends in the bar and it's, you know, it's oh, pretty funny. Stanley Park yeah. and Granville Island. And I will say I like it better in the summer, but. Um, I, I yeah. love, I love that city. I love where you're from. Um, yeah. and yeah, please great city. send my regards to Justine. I will, man. Thank you. And she's, <laughs> she's, she's there in Vancouver, man. I'll definitely send you your best. That's awesome. Um, well, Christine, you have an, any more questions? I don't want you. We're getting to an hour. No, so. the, I know we're, we're going to wrap up the, I guess my last question, do you, do, do your kids have any interest in this business, do you have any budding actors, uh, directors, performers? I, yeah, uh, my, my son is my son. All of a sudden, has started to get involved in uh, in theater a little bit at school, but I I, I don't know if it's a I I, I don't know if I don't I don't know if it's a lifelong passion or if right. it's just kind of what he's doing right now because his friend group is sort of into it. Right. I, I I tend to think that that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm always uh, fascinated. I always we 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 our our two kids have fallen into the cliche of they right. both love it. <laughs> My I, I thought I was gonna steer. We thought we were gonna steer clear with uh, our son, but you know, post pandemic, he went back into high school, did the play, and was like, "Mom." I found my people. It's like, oh, that's all God. you have to hear is like, the, you found the lovable group of misfits. Oh, like you found right. your, you know, and right. you can't, you know, it, it's, it's a, it, they'll stay in that direction for as long as they would like to. It's not something we've yeah. pushed on them at all, but um, oh, you know, it's sort of osmosis, I guess. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how it all works out. My yeah. daughter, no interest at see? all. See, it, it, yeah. I think sometimes it goes the other way. So, right. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. Yeah, you got to support whatever they're into. But uh, yeah, I've seen you're you're are you a really good chef? Because I, I watched you on uh, your social media. You're always cooking I, like really cool. I stuff. do. I do. I do like to cook. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the uh, temerity to call myself a chef though. But I do like to cook. It uh, you cook for your family, but it, I mean it, it's like not that. not a lot not a lot of dads do that. I mean I I I can make taco Tuesdays, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Dude, this has been awesome, man. Yeah, so great to catch up with you. We awesome. cannot thank Got you it. enough, really. Oh no worries, so guys. Cool. This has been super fun. Thank you. Really nice to see you both. You too, brother. Thanks so much. Good luck with everything. Yes, great. good luck Thanks, in France guys. and California. Uh, thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Yes. Awesome. Okay, Thanks so much, guys. Bye, Appreciate Jay. It. All right. Bye, guys. I mean, another amazing interview with a, with a great guy. Is everyone just nice and cool? I know. Or just I know. our guests? I feel like it's, but it's so cool for me. Like, you've known him over the years. Like, I was just the fan. I was just the 90210 fan who didn't <laughs> get on the show. And this is like the, 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 
you know, I wasn't a teenager. I was in my early 20s. But, you know, it, it's that that, you know, that's my that was my Jason Priestley moment. I got to just chat, chat it up with Jason Priestley, who's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I just it, like there's something his his belly laugh made me laugh so much that he he laughs so much. And I he always sort of, you know, I think the persona, even though he was very accessible, but he was very, you know, he was Jason Priestley. He was super he's, cool. Yeah, he's always super been very funny and very down to earth. But I, I got to even tell you, like even when I first met him and and through our friendship, there was like a, a certain magic around him. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if our, our listeners probably remember, but at that time it was like, it was like hanging out with James Dean or Elvis, you know, it was like, no, there was I, I'm sure a magic sure. around him and Luke that just, uh, you know, as down to earth as he is, he, he experienced something that not a lot of people get to experience. Yeah. It, it, you're, it, it is. It's like he, like that Elvis-like moment of walking right. into a room. Where and the like, whole and, world is watching you at once. Yeah. And I think for, you know, he said you make choices and ultimately the choices are staying indoors Stay and, and staying home <laughs> and like hiding out. And I think, I you know, that. maybe that's so, sort of self-preservation because I feel like so many of the people who get lost in that, the chaos of that, you know, don't, you know, don't come out unscathed, you know, because it's a tough tough thing to navigate but boy what a what a cool guy and i let's we got to watch that documentary i oh love a my good God. sports documentary I, yes the trailer is on his um instagram he what did he say Great. it was called a harold ballard doc uh yeah i'm gonna watch yeah. that for sure i mean we're sports people so it, yes it's amazing. we'll watch it we'll, we'll reconvene and discuss because that sounds like a crazy story and a little bit dolan-esque Dolan ask. Oh, don't don't mention that to Ben. No, we're not going to say that. We're not going to say that out loud. We don't want to. Um, we still want to be able to go see the next play and root them on in the playoffs because they're going to make it to the playoffs this year. David, do we think they'll get out of the first round? That's the big question. I don't know. Randall scored fifty-seven points the other night and they lost. I don't I know. know how that, that was is painful. Even that was possible. Yeah, he's incredible, though. I mean, I have to say, what a turnaround from last year and uh his composure i mean i know he got the technical at the end of the game for <laughs> but he totally was composed in the in the press conference anyway we'll talk next the next yeah time. we have a great guest next week <laughs> i let's not say who it is but she was on one of the biggest shows in the 90s and everyone... and might be somebody that uh that uh has been has been requested uh, on on our um, Instagram page as well. So, oh, really? Is, is it? Do you even call it an Instagram page? See, that's how bad I am at talking. Wait, you're not even on Instagram. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I have a. We we've been through this. I have a okay. private Instagram account, so I am able to read see. our comments. Oh, okay. I am I just not a big. My my private account is really just very family centric and close family and friends. And like like I said, I am. I'm taking a pause before making any big decisions, but there maybe, maybe no, I'll, I'll no pressure go, from me. Honestly, I re, I respect maybe. your privacy, but I think that next week's guest will please our audience. Yes, it'll definitely please you and I because it'll be For great sure. to catch up with her. Yes, yes, and uh, have a great week. Have a great rest of the week. You too, sweetie. So great okay. to see you. Mwah. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at HeyDude, the 90s called. See you next time.
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Tuesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide-open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to Land.com, find your open space, and get out there.